LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Dan Eiton. Hey, hey. Uh, and I got a little bass going on <laughs> in my voice today. Show you right. I, I, Sounds I, good. I don't, yes. Um, you were singing too loud during the Super Bowl halftime show, I think. Uh, yeah, perhaps. Uh, I I didn't really catch the the... Super Bowl halftime show because I knew who was coming and I have four <laughs> small children. That's probably smart. So um, I did watch the game because I grew up near Cincinnati. And so I have not watched a single football game all year long. Please don't judge me. Um, <laughs> but I did grow up an hour out of Cincy. And, you know, in my day, uh, you had the big red machine and the Maybe before my day was the bigger machine, but you did have um, Bengals and Hooday and Boomer Esiason and Icky Woods, the Icky Shuffle, like all that stuff was going on um, when I was like eight years old. I think you just used all of your sports knowledge in, in one sentence. It could be. It could be. <laughs> um, but, you know, once again, uh, hopes were dashed just the, the same way that it was like 30 years ago. So yes, it is what it is. (laughs) That's unfortunate. Sorry. All right. So, so, uh, what are we, uh, everybody knows here's, here's the segue. Everybody knows, uh, the Super Bowl for the commercials. Um, Ooh, the skin. What if, what if the announcements were as big a deal in your church as the commercials and the Super Bowl, because I would say uh, in many churches, announcements are treated as throwaway. And you may say, oh, no, we don't treat them. We as a throwaway, we, we uh, really focus. At, well, I would say ask your people, um, because if your people are checking cat memes on their phone every time uh, the announcements come up or, or they're just, you know, looking at per- perhaps where they might eat uh, lunch, then that's a problem. So I don't know. Formulate that into a question, Dan. What is yeah, the question? Yeah. Right. yeah. Our question is, how do you make uh, announcements something that people want to listen to? Okay. So, um, man, you're, you're going to hear stuff that sounds cliche, like, preach the announcements and, uh, and what that means, let me, let me translate for that for you. Is this important and does it align with your vision? Can you give a compelling reason why this should be in your announcements? If this, if that's not the case, if you're just doing this to, uh, placate to some leader or some staff person, then you shouldn't be doing it. So, I don't know. It's almost like um, if I was giving you a little auditing tool for should I do this announcement or not, it would be, does it clearly align with the vision? And I can I give it in a compelling manner? So Mm -hmm. to me, that's what means by preach the announcements. The second would be, um, have I taken the time to, you know, can get this down to a point where I can convey it clearly and concisely? So if it's not clear what you're announcing, if it's not compelling and it's not clear, you're in trouble. But finally, what the, the, the worst thing is when you have something that's clear, something that's compelling, but there's no real call to action or 
um, you make the call to action something that has such a high barrier that people can't do it without, you know, friction. You want them to be able to take action easily and engage in whatever it is that you're announcing. So take those things into consideration and, you know, don't waste, don't waste your announcement. What, what other, um, what other questions did you have when you think back and, you know, you're like, okay, what, what are we going to, um, announced this week? How did you decide what the announcements were? Yeah. And that is such a tricky thing. Um, you know, for my time as an executive pastor, I was the one that did announcements at our church every week, uh, for the most part. And the number of times I would get a request on Saturday night, um, to, to add something into the announcements (laughs) from a, from a church member that's well-meaning that wants, you know, their event or their, um, thing to come in and be announced so that there's more visibility for it. Um, I, I, there, there was a ton of them. <laughs> Let's just say that it's, and it's hard to say no, but it's also, you know, I think when you're able to say, Hey, I've, I've got something, it's tied to the vision. It's, you know, um, and there's other ways in which you can get that information out to people at the church outside of announcements. Um, is better, but it's, it's hard to say no when you have 14 things happening in the life of your church and, you know, everybody wants that Sunday morning spotlight on them. It's definitely, it's, it's a coveted spot. Um, but, uh, again, I would say, um, there's a high cost to a cheap announcement, a high cost to a cheap announcement. Same thing with email, same thing with any form of communication. When you communicate something, there is a perceived high value on that, that you are saying that this is important. And if it is important, that means it should be tied to your vision. It should be clear. It should be compelling and it should have a a, a clear call to action as well. Um, But I'm afraid it is the silver bullet solution. Yep for either that leader, that, that lay leader that calls on a Saturday or a Friday, um, or stops you after church and asks for an announcement next week. It, 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 you know, it may be even months in advance that they ask for it. It doesn't mean that they should necessarily, uh, get it, but certainly we should train, um, we should train everyone that's in leadership about the high cost of cheap announcements. The other thing I would say is how many announcements did you shoot for? We, we tried to do a, uh, you know, when I did announcements, it was, you know, recognize your guests that are there. Um, it was trying to inform new people or people that have been coming for a little while, the ways that connect with us as a church, the ways to connect real quick to, uh, the community groups at our church, which was kind of where life happened. And then we tried to do one thing that had a story behind it that would tie to the church. And oftentimes we would bring up a, um, you know, a guest that would come in and speak about, you know, their, their thing or share a story from the last year's event. Or sometimes we would put a video in, um, you know, for an event or something like that. But it was always something that we could tie back to why we are, you know, back to our vision statement, back to our mission statement, um, or our values at the church. 
but that was about it. So it was, it was kind of a new person, community groups, um, and, and one major announcement for the day. Cool. Well, uh, a way that you can cheat on this is, uh, first of all, you want to write to, uh, like when you're putting your announcements together, think about it in not in written form or reading it. Um, think of it as presenting it because we write differently when, um, we do spoken word versus written word. Uh, so that's a big, big thing because sometimes, especially if you have different people giving the announcements, um, it can, you know, there's a difference between, uh, two individuals who are giving your announcements. Oftentimes it's the person that ad libs <laughs> the best that wins, um, because that person is getting, you know, it in a written form and kind of makes it their own. All right. So the other thing I would say is you're shooting for three. And if you have more than that, um, man, I would say there's a, the diminishing returns, it goes off considerably after three. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, from a research perspective, it should never be more than five. Um, the way that you cheat on this, as I was mentioning before, is if somebody other than the pastor is giving the announcements and there is that one like super, super important thing, you always have the opportunity of the pastor doing that as a lead in to a yep. sermon um, or at the end uh, if, you know, he's the person that's dismissing or, or, or whatever. Um, there's, there's a couple other times there. Um, the other thing that you can consider is, you know, getting away from announcements altogether or video announcements. Have you seen, how have you seen people use video announcements and are those effective? Yeah. I mean, I think, I really think it depends on the quality in which you can produce videos of whether that's effective. I've seen some churches that they take the person that would have been standing up live in front of the congregation and just record them on a Thursday, giving the same announcements in the same way um, and just throw the video up, which, you know, I guess cements it. So somebody can't ask you on Saturday to throw something in there. Uh, but I don't know that there's any difference uh, between that. But then I've also seen churches that produce a really well done video um that that shares something that's coming up um that's funny and it's engaging and you get the point and get the very clear call to action with it so i feel like there's there's pluses and minuses to to all of those items i think for the vast majority of people listening uh to this podcast you don't need to i don't know worry yourself about creating video announcements. Sure. You can make the argument, Oh, well they can be used on Sunday, but they can also use, be used in other forms of media. You know, when I send out an email or on social or whatever, for real, 98% of churches aren't in the uh, category where that is necessary. uh, Or uh, I would say there's enough, there's enough emphasis on it that it would be effective because you're talking about really advanced planning yep. um, to, in, in order to pull that off. And a lot of resources that could be going to the ministry that you're announcing uh, that you're otherwise announcing. So yep. um, I would say, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, odds are 
you don't really need to go there. I think video announcements were hot for a while. Um, and then you saw them come back a little bit during COVID because people had a, maybe a little extra time on their hands and they had a lot of people coming to the internet campus or whatever they called it, you know, at the time, uh, the digital service, whatever they called it at the time. Um, but I really think there's a diminishing return on that unless you are a, you know, giga church. Um, yeah, probably, probably don't need to go there. Yeah, I think I think it takes a ton of time and energy and resources for something that's going to be probably 30 seconds um, and something nobody remembers when they walk out the room, <laughs> um, unless you have a ton of resources and time and people. Uh, but I always found when we did videos at our church, it took a lot of energy on a volunteer to help us do that and do that well, um, where I wanted to be very strategic of when we actually pulled out one of those videos uh, for the church. But uh, the other thing I would just want to encourage, um, you know, listeners today to, to think about, and I got this um, as, as an attendee of our strategic leadership community that um, Josh Patterson and Kevin Peck do uh, with us here at Lifeway. Um, they um, encourage churches to use what they call the communication metrics. And I got to see kind of the wall at the Austin Stone where they've kind of got laid out, you know, what the upcoming announcements are, what the upcoming emails are going to be, all their kind of communication communication plan. Um, and I basically made a template document for my church where I threw in and tried to plan up basically a quarter's worth of things of here's the major events coming in. Here's what's going to be on announcements that week. Here's the big story we're going to tell. And that way we could kind of have that advanced planning of like, oh, it would be great to bring in so-and-so, um, you know, who was really moved by this experience last year. Let's bring them up and interview them or let's bring them up and have them tell their story. Um, because you, doing that last minute is never helpful. Um, I think we all can tell that person who is thought about the announcements two minutes before they got up on stage, you know, we should be well thought out and, and planned in advance. So creating some sort of communication metrics, uh, matrix where you are planning in advance is, is a helpful tool. And don't forget to utilize your, um, either, you know, Facebook or email. Uh, I know some, again, some churches listening to this, you don't have even a website. You use Facebook because you're like, Hey, that's where the people are. It's more effective. You may not have a, a weekly email, um, but many, many churches will have that weekly newsletter. If you, if you do, don't forget that is a great place to um, give prominence and highlight to things that are going on. Also during your announcements, um, you can drop teasers in there for the email so that people actually open the email or that's a place that, you know, if there's something that is a little bit more complicated from a call to action standpoint, that's probably more appropriate to do it in that setting. So that's, yeah. uh, I, I think that's the major ticks we've got on the chart for announcements and how to, um, approach them. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking a, a listen to us today. We hope that uh, you uh, learned something. And if you have any thoughts or, or questions you want us to tackle, feel free to, to let us know uh, on Twitter or wherever else you listen to this podcast. Uh, but th thanks for tuning in today.